Christ is risen from the dead. That is pretty good. No small feat. And in this day and age, we could use some good news. But what does it mean? Well, the usual religious psychology tells us that it means in this life a lot of pain and suffering and we need to buck up because life will be really good later. To a degree, that is a helpful perspective. But it leaves a lot on the table for the here and now. Knowing that Christ conquered death by death is really good news for the here and now. And here's why. In very practical ways, it gives you the tools you need not to waste your life. And what does that look like? Well, if God created us for communion with Him and with each other in perfect love, then anything that destroys that, we can take right off the table. Selfish ambition, <coughs> ego, exploitation, vanity, materialism, pornography, alcoholism, any of the addictions that would possess us and separate us from one another. That's enough of a laundry list to stack up against Christ rising from the dead as good news for the here and now. But why, you ask? Well, if these things destroy relationships, and they do, and Christ rose from the dead, which he did, then everything he says and does needs to be carefully studied, understood, digested, and applied. Three quick areas, just to name a few. He says, love your enemies. Well, like 98% of the March Madness bracket that voted against Duke, or for Duke, against Mercer, they were out. 98% right off the first round. So when God tells us to love our enemies, I'd say 98% of us are out right off the top. Number two, getting angry with your brother is the same as murder. Ditto. Same as another one, number one. Then he tells us, seek to lose your life for my sake, and you will find it. Now we're getting closer to what this really is all about. The mystery. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. We're talking total domination here. 
domination in order to preserve our freedom. Otherwise, if we don't have one God, we will have thousands of gods. The passions, our desires, our egos, our fears, our uncertainties, our ambitions, they create chaos in us. Christ promises to give us life and give it more abundantly. But in practical terms, what does that look like? It seems to be that to be a disciple of Christ, as history has shown, does not mean an easy, cush life with lots of money and good times. More often than not, it means martyrdom. But what it means in terms of life is undeniably true. If you measure life by integrity, dignity, quality of relationships, purity of heart, virtue, in those measurements, true followers of Christ have no equal. It is who they are because they reflect Christ. I in you and you in me. Communion. St. Paul says it is no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. Now admittedly, the world is a mess right now, and it is unlikely that we will change that anytime soon. But that's not our problem. We can leave that up to God. Our job is to follow Him. That means as His disciples, we can trust that He will guide us, that He will equip us, that He will provide for us. It's called faith. That is what we are called to exercise. And by doing so, everything falls into place. Maybe not today or tomorrow. It is a process. But Christ tells us, I will never leave you or forsake you. And we can take that to the bank because truly He is risen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.